Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, I've been uh, working on a series, actually it was a three-part series, about three rules of investing that I've found to be true in my 35 years of investing in real estate that have allowed me to have really good results. So, last time we were on, which was yesterday, I believe, we uh, discussed rule number two, which was there's got to be cash flow. For those of you listening, picking this series up for the first time, I would suggest you go back and listen to the podcast, but I'm going to give them to you right now. Rule number one was never lose money. And I've never lost money in 35 years of investing in real estate. Every real estate transaction I've done has ended in a positive transaction. As an investor, I did buy one condo as a personal ownership when I was a young, young, young boy. and had no idea what I was doing and did not make money on that particular deal. Lost money on that deal. But that was way before I ever started investing in real estate by about 10 years or so. Rule number two is there's got to be cash flow because until there's cash flow, you can't retire. You can't live off air. There has to be money coming in. The biggest mistake most people make in life is that they believe that retirement is a pile of money and that you pile up this money, you quit your job, and then you try to die before you run out of money because once the money's gone, it's gone. So we don't have that belief system here. I don't have that belief system. I've started for the last 35 years a belief system wrapped around the point that if you go out there and invest correctly and create passive streams of income, you can replace your earned income with passive streams of income, and then you can quit your job and never have to go back ever again, because you can live off the passive streams of income for the rest of your life. So there we are. There's the first two. The third one is you can't get rich slow. Now, this one's even more confusing than the other two. Most people have been told their entire life you can't get rich quick, and that's absolutely a lie. In fact, Once you really find out about how to become rich, you realize you have to make massive amounts of money. Now, the challenge for that is, is that when you first start out as a young person and you have no way to earn massive amounts of money, you're starting out with small amounts of money. Now, when you start out with small amounts of money, you have to build up your ability to earn larger and larger chunks. However, if you go at this from a point of view where you're only making 2 or 3 or 4%, like what a savings account pays, you're never going to get rich. If you buy a home and put a mortgage on it and pay the mortgage off, you're never going to get rich. If you put money into a 401k and just leave it there and hope that it goes up in value, you're never going to get rich. These slow approaches, these middle-class approaches to finances just don't work. On the other hand, if you can go out and figure out how to make 100% return on your money each and every time you do it, then you're going to get rich quick. And that's what we're here to talk about today is how to get rich quick. Also, though, today, I've got another topic I'm going to bring in, and that is in the end of yesterday's show, I brought up an email about a guy who said that everything we do is luck and that 
there really is no knowledge or experience or right ideas and wrong ideas. It's all just a matter of luck. If you happen to invest in whatever it is you invest, he names multiple different investment strategies. Um, if you hit it right, you get rich. And if you hit it wrong, you lose money. Um, and that's because he believes in speculation, or at least he's come to believe in speculation, because that's what most people believe life is, is speculation. It's gambling. And when we get into this, you know, how do you get rich quick, get rich uh, slow, then you have to go back to rule number one, don't lose money. How do you not lose money? You don't lose money by not gambling. Gambling is speculation. It's when you buy something and expect that somebody else will pay you more for it. And when you do that, you're gambling. And so if you buy your own personal residence thinking, I'm going to buy this in a good neighborhood, it's going to go up in value. Well, it might, and it might not. That's all later to be seen. If you buy stocks and go, oh, these are good blue chip stocks or whatever they call them, I don't even know. And you go, those are going to go up. You know, they always do. My dad said they did. My grandpa said they did. That doesn't mean they will. And even if they do, they might come right back down again. So to, to believe that you can get rich by gambling, by hoping that someone else is dumb. Now, what do I mean by that? I call it the greater fool theory. That is, someone out there is dumb enough to take a piece of paper I'm going to sell them a piece of paper. What do you really sell people? You sell them a piece of paper. What do I mean by that? Well, it's a stock. What is the stock actually ownership in the company? Do you actually get to go to the company and tell everybody what to do? No. It's a piece of paper. And the piece of paper represents the fact that you own some just totally indescribable amount of interest in this company. Uh, and you buy and sell these pieces of paper like they're actually worth something, which they're not. In the reality, go try to take it. Take your stock of Microsoft up to Microsoft, go in the front door and go, I'd like to take my stock and cash it in. Uh, I'd like to take my stock and sit in the, you know, the board of directors meeting and vote. You don't get any of those rights. You don't have any rights. You own a piece of paper. Same thing with owning a house. You know, you own a house on a piece of paper. Right? That's all there is to it. You're buying a piece of paper that says you own a deed. You don't own the house. You own a piece of paper that has, says you have certain rights to the house. But in this particular case, he says that prices were very, very low then, and you can't get those prices anymore. Well, the prices were low because we'd just come out of the um, what we call Resolution Trust Company uh, corporation situation back in 86, 87. We had a situation where they created the Resolution Trust Company to get rid of all this stuff. And is it is it luck to be a part of a recession or is it smart when everybody else is not buying stuff, everybody else is losing stuff they own and you come in and swoop down because you have your money and you haven't lost it by buying bad things. You swoop down and buy all these things at 50 cents on the dollar. I don't think it is. Also, when you look at it. My dad bought his first three-bedroom, two-bath, one, I guess, one-car garage for $10,000 when I was a kid. These houses were worth fifty. I was buying them for twenty-five. So the prices don't ever go down. They just keep going up. A couple of years later, the prices were 100000 then 200 then 300 and they're about 300000 now. Bottom line, though, is that back then I only made $200 a month positive cash flow, and now you can make $500 a month positive cash flow. So when you really look at it, yeah, the rates of return were incredible at that very moment. Uh, but who was smart enough to buy when everybody else was selling, when everybody else was going broke? That's Is that really luck to do that, to find 
And really, I did it again in 2008 when everybody else was getting out of real estate. I was buying when everybody else was losing their property or just going out of business. And I did it again in 2010. So I've made, you know, you can't get rich slow. I made massive amounts of money in about three different times in my life where the money I made was just ungoshly big, large rates of return. And that catapulted me into a multi-multi-millionaire, not just a millionaire. I made millionaire just by buying rent houses. But this was multi-millionaire because I was buying these big deals and getting them done under great rates of return. So can you do it with a small property? Yes, you can do it with a house. You can do it with a duplex, fourplex. You can do it with a small apartment complex, five units and more. He goes on. All the people on Teldell are already rich and ha- can't afford to throw a half million or more than a million on real estate and forget about it until it pays out. Okay. That particular belief system is probably my fault. Let me tell you what I mean by that. There are tons of people at Lifestyles that come in and buy one rent house. They don't have lots of money. They come in and buy one rent house. Now, I don't believe that you lead by following. I believe you lead by leading. It's a weird belief. I know that. Most people believe like you get into politics and you lead by following, by never doing the wrong thing, by always following polls, whatever. No. So to me, when I know I can help anybody get into one rent house, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go on a radio show that's in 106 different radio stations or however many there are, because, by the way, they change them all the time. We're in syndication, so they pick us up, they throw us off, whatever. So I don't know the exact number, but it's over 100 radio shows, radio stations generally. Does it make sense to put a guy on there and figure out how to buy one rent house or that we help buy one rent house? And the answer is maybe it does, but that's just not my clientele. My clientele, because there's all kinds of Dave Dodato, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Boo, the Miles, Ron, the Grand, Carl and Chiefs, Robert Kiyosaki, and even Donald Trump had a course that tells people how to do something for nothing with no money and buy real estate, nothing down. Can it be done? Yes, it can. We do it here, too. Just not my clientele. My clientele is the middle class American who worked their butt off their whole life. Maybe went to college. I didn't uh, either went to college or got into work at a young age, worked their whole life, saved, worked, saved, worked, saved, worked, saved, did all the good things that you're supposed to do, and then woke up in the middle of their life with midlife crisis, realizing there's no way I'm going to retire with what I'm doing. It doesn't work. So I'm all, to me, that's who my show is for. All of you people that have already done all of the right things. Now, those people out there that are broke, and how do you get to be broke? Broke. That's another radio show. Have bad credit. How do you get to have bad credit? That's another radio show. Those people are not necessarily who my program's for. So when this guy says, well, you're putting all these people on that have 100,000 or 500,000. Yeah, I'm giving you all the people that have 500,000 in their 401k can never retire with that. Pull it out and turn that 500,000 into 2 million and retire. Yeah, it's a different story. I get that. And it's my fault that he sees that. Goes on and says, I've saved up, invested $100,000 passively in a deal with, and I won't tell you the guy's name, but I will tell you this about the guy before I finish the story. This guy came in, had great success here at Lifestyles. 
then he got it in his mind that he was better than everybody else and that he didn't have to follow our suggested rules and practices and that our idea of what was the safe way to invest wasn't what he wanted to do anymore. He wanted to go out there and become a multi, multi, multi-zillionaire and just take, 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 go, 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 and take advantage of all the people. Now, since then, he has left. Countless number of people have contacted us and said, hey, Ever since he left Lifestyles, he hasn't been paying dividends, no distributions. That's because he went out and made some decisions once he got away from our rules, got away from our tutelage. He went out and made some decisions that were bad. The interesting part about this is this guy is very much so proving the point. Now, listen to him carefully. He is proving my point in this text. Let me read it to you. Uh, I... I put $100,000 passively in a deal with blank. We'll tell you the guy's name. And he wasn't, and he hasn't paid a, paid out a single penny in over two years because he used an adjustable rate mortgage when the interest rates went up and there was uh, no cash flow. At the expo this year, for those of you who went, you know this is true. Anybody wants to argue this, we can prove it to be untrue. I played a 10 minute video of over 20 different times in live presentations, I told people not to get an adjustable rate mortgages. A 10-minute video of over 20 different times in live presentations, I told people not to do this. And what does this guy do as soon as he leaves Lifestyles? Does exactly what I told him not to do. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason. You're the accountant. You're the CPA. You're the, the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here. And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're in the middle of dissecting an email uh, from a gentleman who believes that everything we do is luck, and he is a member. Uh, has invested in a deal. I don't know. I don't even know that he's a member. I don't think he is a member, but 
Uh, I think he invested with the guy after the guy left Lifestyles. But I'm going to go back again since it's a new segment. I'm just going to re-up this real quick, and then I'm going to bring you back into where we're at. It says, I saved up over $100,000 and passively invested with this guy. He gives his name. I won't. And hasn't paid out a single penny in over two years because he used an ARM, adjustable rate mortgage. And when interest rates went up, there there went the cash flow. Um, I thought if I had invested the hundred thousand with him in two thousand eight, I would have made twenty percent cash flow, and a two hundred thousand, uh, two hundred thousand dollars in two years, and done it again between that time, and the next. And right now, I'd be on my way to becoming very rich. So the guy is denying his own point. When this member, whose name I won't give out. Uh, was a member here. He did very well, and he had very high returns for these people, right? And then when he left, he did something I told everybody not to do, which was to get into adjustable rate mortgages. And this guy went ahead and did it, so now he has no cash flow because the interest rates on the adjustable rate interest rate um, loan went up, and so there's no cash flow. What he doesn't understand is, is that he's stuck in that deal, and now he's not making any money, and other people are in other deals right now that are making money. But in his mind, nobody's making money because it was just bad timing. Well, it wasn't bad timing. It was bad information. It was a bad approach that this gentleman took after he left. And since he's left, like I said, we've had many people contact us and say, hey, I'm not getting paid by this guy anymore. What's the deal? And we're going, hey, look, didn't you know? Didn't he tell you? He left. He's not here anymore. He's doing his own thing his own way. So this guy has completely denied or destroyed his own argument that all this is luck. When you see that when he had mentorship, he was doing great. Without mentorship, he just fell apart. Goes on and says, there are REIT companies buying up every single family property uh, instantly that make good rentals. Uh, <laughs> that just isn't true. The bottom line is, is that commercial investors, investors, REITs and so forth, only own about 20% of all rental real estate. That's all rental real estate. You get that? All rental real estate, only about 20%. So to say that they're buying up every single family house is a lie. And he's saying they're buying buying up all the ones that make good rentals. That's not true. We're buying single family houses left and right that make great money. Okay? Goes on and says, um, though... With the down payments and interest rates today, any money I invest would be gone until I make a positive return years later, and I need that money to survive. So now he's making the argument, because it's not as easy as it was before, if I invest any more money, I'll just lose it too uh, or have it tied up. And that's what really he's in. He's tied up at a deal that isn't paying him any returns at this time. And I need that money to live on. Okay, so that's just a, a personal argument. Uh, which is probably true. Goes on and says, when I hear other people have made millions in the stock market and in crypto that are no longer good investments, they all have done so by taking action and being lucky at the time. Well, I'm going to take it one step further and say, sir, uh, it's not just they weren't good investments now. They weren't good investments then. And yes, they did get lucky. Those are all speculations. Might as well have been, at the, you know, in Las Vegas gambling. And some people gamble and they get lucky. And he's right. Some people gamble and they get lucky. But you can't come back with the argument that I've been doing this for 35 years and never lost money and say that that's luck. You can't say that I've, I've made massive return after massive return after massive return, but not tied together. In other words, the very argument you're saying it doesn't happen all the time is the argument for having the information and education of when to do it. 
So he's killing his own argument, goes on and says. So really, it's about luck. If you were born later and worked at the gym now, you wouldn't have been able to retire within a few years today as you need way more money to get started. That's absolutely not true. Um, I could have done it now just as easily as I did it then. Um, Way more money is a relative thing, my friend. I mean, everything's more expensive. Gasoline is now, you know, four or five bucks a gallon. So are you saying that no one can become successful because prices are too high? Boy, if they are, then you guys are really, really got a problem. The whole world's coming to an end. Says, if I had your mentor, if I had your mentor and the money back then, I'd be worth millions now. That's not necessarily true because my mentor helped me buy the first four houses. That's all. And the truth of the matter is, before I ever ran into my mentor, I'd already decided I was going to do real estate. I'd already gone out and looked at deals. I just happened to find a broker that was pushy. (laughs) And I tell the story with emphasis only to make you understand that even though I had already decided I was going to do it, I was still hemming and hawing, scared, and the broker basically told me, buy this or I'm going to buy it. Somebody else is going to buy it, so just do it, and I did. And it doesn't mean you necessarily would do it. I could have come up with the attitude, well, only lucky people win, and I'm not a lucky person, and not done it. So your comment and his final comment is, it's all about taking action and being lucky, not having a secret formula or superior knowledge. Well, I really feel sorry for this gentleman. For a couple reasons. One, the attitude is going to kill him for the rest of his life. Two, he's got $100,000 tied up in a deal that's not making any money for him. And I'm really sad to hear that for him. And three, he invested with a guy that's left lifestyles. I'm, I'm really sad that he's with a guy that decided to go out on his own and prove how smart he is. Although he's not that smart. In fact, he's already decided to get rid of his investments and he's divested his management company and is letting somebody else manage the investments because whatever reason, I'm not going to speculate what his reason was, but it's true. He has given up his management position and moved on to other things, which he enjoys doing like raising capital to try to get more people to buy into more deals that don't pay dividends. I'm just That's a joke I'm making, right? I don't know if his deals make any dividends or not, but I'm just saying, why would you give up the deals you already have with all the members you have invested, all the people you have invested in your deals, and you've made them this promise you're going to go out there and be successful and make them money, and then just drop them in the grease and let somebody else take all that over and manage it for you, and you're going to go out and start raising capital to do more deals. That seems kind of self-centered to me. And a little greedy. So, is it luck? Well, maybe it's unlucky you met that guy. I don't know. The bottom line is I don't believe it's luck. So, now, let's do something positive here. I've got uh, one more segment left. And I'm going to set this up this way. I got out of a meeting yesterday with probably 15 of the top real estate mentors and consultants. And they are also investors in this country and we discussed where the marketplace is at because all of us were starting to feel this this feeling that the marketplace is changing right in front of us very very quickly so quickly that our information that we're getting out to people is not getting out there fast enough and we don't want people to get caught in a trough of change 
Now, you have to understand this. I own multiple real estate companies. I'm, I can't keep count. We keep opening them as fast as I can in other states. So I want to have one in you know most states. Uh, I know I have at least seven of them, maybe eight of them now. I own mortgage company. Um, we're looking at you know adding to our mortgage company all over the country. Um, I have access to 50,000 clients who are buying and selling constantly. And I have, you know, me- mentors and consultants all over the country. So I have access to information, massive insider information about what's going on. And I just want to let you know what we know. We say, well, Dell, why would you give that away? Because it doesn't matter if we give it away. It doesn't matter if we give it away because you can't take action on it unless you can get a hold of what we have. And to do that, all you have to do is become a member. But until you're a member, it doesn't really matter. I'm doing it because there's thousands of my own members that listen to me, and they don't on a day-to-day basis look up whatever you know informational data we're putting out or changing on our educational packages. Uh, so I just want people to be heads up aware of this. And, you know, for the rest of you, it doesn't hurt you to hear it, too. So what's going on? Well, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of apartment complexes that have been purchased over the last five years with interest rates that were very low. When the interest rates uh, got as low as they could possibly go and the prices had gone as high as they could go, because every time they lowered the interest rate, the prices went up. It just it was like. The sellers could see they could get more and more and more for the property if a guy could pay less and less and less on the mortgage. So they just kept raising the price. At some point, the price made no sense at all. Absolutely not to anybody that had any common sense at all about operating an apartment complex. But there are most people that get into the apartment industry don't get into it to operate them. They get into it to buy it and then sell it and make capital gains. Remember, you can't get slow. you got to have a giant capital gains to get rich. Well, these people have run up against this problem. Once they ran out of being able to lower the interest rates, they started giving them I.O., interest-only payments, which meant that their payment was only half as large as it should be because you weren't paying the principal down. They started then giving them adjustable rate mortgages. They were saying, okay, look, we'll take your interest rate down even lower. But we've got to have an adjustable part on there so it can go back up if interest rates start to go up. Well, interest rates started to go up. Well, they put on these things called um, caps, and so they'd make you buy a cap. So, you know, if this interest rate goes up too much, it's going to blow this whole deal up. The bank, you know, you're going to go broke. The bank's going to have to take the property back. They really don't want to take it back. So they started making people buy these uh, interest rate uh, adjustable caps. And then the interest rates went up so fast, so quickly, that even the caps didn't cover it, and these deals started blowing up. So they started making people save for their next cap. And so they're forcing them to create escrow accounts, whereas by they have to save money to get ready to pay the next cap because their their one-year, two-year, three-year adjustable interest loan is running out. Now, what most people didn't understand is when they bought these loans, they were three-year loans with one called three one ones. In other words, you could buy, you get three years of the adjustable rate that will adjust, 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 adjust. But at the end of that, they thought they had two more one-year loans that they could get into as adjustable rate mortgages that would just readjust. Problem is, when the interest rates readjusted, these loans didn't qualify. So now banks were in a situation where they had to force certain restrictions on these people. Bottom line, these deals are all starting to come to roost. 
And uh, I had one broker tell me that there were 355 broken deals in Dallas alone. That's one city. These apartment complexes are going to be forced this year to either sell or refinance, and most of them would never be able to qualify to refinance unless they come up with some really funky finance terms on these deals. If that's one city, that means there are thousands and thousands of these across the country where people are going to come up against a situation they cannot fix. Very unlikely they can fix these things. They're going to have to force sale them. Cap rate is the rate of return you get when you buy a property, and the lower the cap rate, the higher the price you're paying. So if you pay a really high price, you make a very low return. If you pay a very low price, you get a very high rate of return. So you want, as in, when you're a buyer, you want the cap rates to be high so you get a low price. And when you're a seller, you want the cap rates to be low so you get a low price. But a lot of people are buying low cap rates hoping they'll go even lower. It's called cap rate compression, which means the price will just automatically go higher because of inflation. Well, it's not happening. It's going the other way. It's turned around on everybody. And now what's happening is cap rates are going up. What I got shocked at was... I thought cap rates were, you know, they had gotten down to as low as 3%, 2.5%. They're back up to 5% for Class A's and 6% for Class B and C properties. And somebody told me uh, yesterday it was brought to light that they may go back up to 7 and maybe even more. But 7 is a very realistic number for cap rates. Well, I made a ton of money when cap rates were 7%. I made very little money when cap rates were 2 and 3% and 4%. In fact, I didn't buy that because I thought that was ridiculous. But these people that are in at 2 and 3 and 4 cap rates, they're going to have almost no way of selling their property for what they paid for it. They're going to lose money. When they lose money, they might lose so much the bank has to take it back. And all of a sudden, what's going to happen is there's going to be a glut. Now, right now, the sellers don't want to admit to themselves and they're just trying to hang on. They're, they're, they're all thinking because the Democrats are telling them this is going to be an easy, soft landing recession and that interest rates are probably going to start going down pretty soon. Interest rates are not going down. Everybody we spoke to yesterday said they believe interest rates are going up at least another point this year. Uh, one person speculated a half a point in the first change and then two quarter points after that. Bottom line, guys. It's going to be time to buy in a very short period of time, and you better be ready. Because if you are, you're going to get rich. And those people that did it wrong are going to lose money. We'll be right back tomorrow with the rest of the story. Have a great day. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.